This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English, episode number 222 and the first episode of the year 2024. It is getting a bit difficult. I'm almost having more difficulty remembering which year we're in than which episode it is. Both things cause me a lot of difficulty. Anyway, we have a fantastic episode today with someone who I admire a lot. Okay, he is in this online teaching English game like me and he has had a lot of success, much more than me, but 100% deserved. He, in my opinion, is one of, if not the best English teacher out there. So I highly, highly recommend you follow him. His name is Keith from English Speaking Success. He has a YouTube channel with millions and millions of people that subscribe to it. And he has been on the podcast before when he wasn't so famous many years ago. But I was very happy to find out that Keith has not forgotten about me. Now he is famous. So in today's episode, we talk about vocabulary because Keith's main strength is IELTS. So I thought, right, let's do some vocabulary. That's important for IELTS, which is an English speaking exam. But it's not in a boring way. We don't talk about vocabulary, like how to learn it and stuff. We talk about items of vocabulary and share stories about them. And believe me, there are some really good stories. So I will see you all again at the end. But in the meantime, happy listening. So hello, Keith, and welcome back to Rock and Roll English. Hi, Martin. It's great to be back here, rocking and rolling with you again. Great to have you. And you have turned into a YouTube sensation since the last time we spoke. I think the last time we spoke, you had about 10 subscribers, maybe yes. 12. And yes. I, I think it's in, in the millions now. Uh, it's increased. It's madness. It's increased, I think, 3 million plus now. It's just grown and grown and grown. Obviously, a big demand for IELTS and IELTS speaking. Um, I don't know why people follow me, but there you go. They do. <laughs> As I mentioned briefly in our pre-podcast chat, I think you are being very modest there, Keith, because I personally think I've seen a couple of your lives that they are absolutely fantastic from a teaching perspective. So I think you absolutely deserve all of this success. Wow. So I'll tell people constantly to go and follow you because Thank I think you, so you are much. absolutely you. brilliant. Um, wow. But I'm going red. <laughs> <laughs> But you mentioned there also, obviously, um, the main thing you teach is IELTS speaking. Yeah. yeah. And a big part of that is vocabulary, because I'm sure you will know this better than me, Keith. If you want to get one of the high marks, it says something I can't actually remember now about using idioms idiomatic or, language, using less common vocabulary, less common idiomatic expressions. Yeah. To get that kind of band seven in IELTS speaking. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I used to know all of these bands much right. better and what was written in them, but I, I haven't taught an IELTS class for a couple of years now. Yeah, we forget. Yeah, exactly. So I have lots of idiomatic language here. Great. And so here is how it's going to work. I'm going to say the expression and I will ask you for a definition. And yep. as we did speak about in our pre-podcast chat, it's not 
always easy to give a definition. So then I have, let's say, uh, I wasn't not correct, but I have a definition from chat GPT. Okay. Right. Uh, the, the most reliable source. Yes. Yeah, it's course. a good source. Yeah. yeah. And then we will both share a kind of anecdote or story using this idiomatic term. Okay. Mm -hmm. So sounds good. Okay. So the first one I have on my list is to be strapped for cash. So let's have a right. definition, Keith. To be strapped for cash means you don't have a lot of money, cash being money. Um, so I think typically at the end of the month, people are strapped for cash because they're they've spent all their salary. Absolutely. Brilliant. Yeah. So um, Mr. Chat GPT mm -hmm. said to have very little money to be financially tight or in a difficult financial situation. So exactly that. So when was a time that you have been strapped for cash, Keith? It's a good question. I'll tell you when was when I first moved to Spain about five years ago. Um, we just arrived here. And, and after a few months, we spent quite a bit of our savings um, getting established in Spain. And I remember the first summer we were here, my daughter um, wanted to do like a summer camp where they go surfing because we're by the beach and they mm. do surfing activities. And she did a, a she did a week. But then after that, she came and said, I want to do a second week. Is that OK? <laughs> and I was looking at the bank balance and, and I was really strapped for cash. Um, and it was a real shame. But in the end, we had to say no, because it was it wasn't cheap. And, you know, we were just still settling down in the country. That was yeah. what happened to me. Wow, that actually sounds quite similar to me at the moment. But I moved back to my home country the uk and it's so expensive that i'm always strapped for cash right um, but yeah so these what lessons were they again so they were uh, during the summer holidays they have surfing lessons oh, and beautiful. she was new to surfing and she got really excited about it and enjoyed it um but yeah they do it week by week they kind of drip feed it and after a week we were all great lovely and didn't expect her to come back saying For <laughs> week number two <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe it was a good job you did stop at week number two. Otherwise, it may have gone for like three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Indeed, indeed. And interesting, you said that you'd moved from so from Italy back to the UK. Yeah. You're, I mean, when when you've moved back to the UK, what kind of things have you noticed are more expensive? Literally everything, even breathing air. <laughs> <laughs> um, but obviously, the main one is like houses. So paying rent and the other big one so transport as well is really expensive so just paying for those things yeah leaves me very strapped for cash at the end of the month but um the story i had about this was when i was at university i think like most students i was very strapped for cash and i specifically remember once i had about 12 pounds in my bank account Right. But some some more money was coming in soon. I can't remember. I must have been getting paid or something like that. And so I only had £12. And I remember there was a big football match on Arsenal against Real Madrid. And I went to the pub with my friends. So it was a weekday. It was a Wednesday, Champions League. And they were doing a pint for a pound. So, And I took £10 out of the cash machine and it's one of the only times in my life that I have drunk 10 pints, 10 pints. of beer. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, but it was a fantastic night. So despite being strapped for cash, I uh, I certainly enjoyed myself. I'm sure whatever the result, you would have enjoyed yourself. <laughs> yeah, a pound a pint. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't think they do that anymore. Uh, uh, it was obviously, yeah. I think, showing my age uh, quite a long time ago. And so, who won the game? Oh, so that was Arsenal. And the game actually still to this day was one of the greatest games I've ever seen because it was the first time an English team beat Real Madrid in Madrid. And oh, um, yeah, I, I still remember when Arsenal scored that goal. It was absolute chaos in that pub, especially because it was towards the end of the match. So we were probably about seven pints in at this point <laughs> um, so yeah it was absolute mm, great carnage can you imagine uh, yeah so another one i have here is hit and miss what does that mean keith hit and miss um if something is hit and miss i think it's it's not very reliable kind of sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad exactly. something like that I think that's a very good definition. Mr. Chat said inconsistent or unpredictable, involving a mixture of successes and failures without a clear pattern, which I think is interesting, the without a clear pattern. So you'd never really know if it's going to be a success or a failure. Um, right. So right. what is an example you have of this, Keith? Hit and miss. Um, yes. I mean, the, the original example I, I, I was... Well, let me think. I'm thinking about films. So I'm a bit of a Netflix fan. I love Netflix and I I used to love Netflix. I, I think it's got worse and worse. But um, so I pop in sometimes and I, I pick a film and I watch a film. And to be honest, I think that the films on Netflix are hit and miss. So, Definitely. you know, I, I thought as a film I, I watched was called Extraction. Do you remember that? It was a kind of an action film, drama, okay. one of the Chris Helmsworth films. And I thought this will be great. And I watched it and it was a load of rubbish. It was absolutely <laughs> terrible. And then another day I was watching a film, which I actually recommended to my students called The Swimmers. Okay. Um, about a couple of, I think there were Syrian girls who were competing internationally for or nationally for swimming competitions. And then they, in the Syrian uh, exodus, if you like, they, they, they became refugees and they went on a boat and there's trouble on the boat. I won't give anything away, but it was a great film. But yeah, I, I think things like that, films on Netflix are hit and miss. Absolutely. In fact, before I had children and when I had a kind of life with my wife. We, we have often, no life now. No, we exactly. Children, that's so, it. Certainly no time together. So yeah. often on a Saturday night, we would sit down and choose a film on Netflix. But I actually don't watch many films because... I'm worried about watching a rubbish film because I right. don't like to waste obviously two hours of my life watching a rubbish film. So very often what would end up happening on a Saturday night is we would spend sort of 40 minutes trying to choose a film. Right. Saying, what about this? Mm, I don't know. What about this? Does this sound good? Reading the sort of description, the research and the, yeah. the review and then realizing, Oh, it's actually quite late now. Should we just go to bed and not watch a film? <laughs> <laughs> that's one way around it yes. yeah because as you said the films are very hit and miss so you, you don't want to be watching some rubbish film um for me for me i was thinking about videos on instagram okay sometimes i think ah. okay i've made this video this is going to be a huge success and like my mum will like it and maybe my wife um 
and it does absolutely rubbish. But at the same time, I've uploaded other videos where I kind of think, well, it's a bit rubbish, but I should really post something today and it explodes. Right. And so, yeah, for me, videos on Instagram are very hit and miss. That's interesting. I agree. And you're talking there as a creator of videos. Mm, um, yeah. I agree they're hit and miss as a, as a viewer of videos that mm. some are good and some are bad. In in your experience, which um, which kind of, I mean, you're on Instagram. What what kind of videos do you generally find people like? I have a new one where I kind of give them a kind of quiz that 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 mm-hmm. generally works. Where I say a phrase like the price of peas, and it's like, do I did I say the price or the prize? of peas or peace pronunciation yep and then people comment that generally does well and but yeah i've had other ones where i was sure i remember thinking this is going to be huge and then just literally nothing i went to the aquarium quite recently with my children and i thought right i'm gonna make a video so i was there with my phone filming all Mm. of these fish and i thought oh people are gonna love this absolutely not because <laughs> <laughs> your kids are young right how old are the kids yes so nine months and the other one must be two and nine months because yeah. there's exactly two years between them so yeah that's lovely it's the old strategy of either use a cat or young kids normally works but not <laughs> right. always it's hit and miss <laughs> absolutely um so the next one is yeah. to do something up which generally in fact you tell tell us keith the definition man so, what well, the one that pops to my mind is to do something up is to to do a house up, exactly. is to renovate a house. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's the first one. I can't really think of any other times where that would be used. Um, the only time, the only version I can think of is I remember a friend would always talk about girls and say, um, when she's done up, she looks great to say like when... <laughs> when she's going out with like makeup and stuff Uh, but i mean this is when we were teenagers i just remember him using that phrase quite a lot and it wasn't a term that i was particularly familiar with but otherwise you can do up i guess you can do up your buttons right do up your shirt yeah um or if you're flying low do up your flies maybe of of course that i think is a slightly different meaning though of the but in this sense of like to make something better like you said to like renovate yeah um a house so in fact mr chat says to renovate or refurbish a house to make improvements or repairs to a building so have you done up a house keith i have done up a house i like that word refurbish that's a great Mm. word refurbish renovate i have done up a house i mean going back to when we not when we moved to spain but a few well this about i think it's two years ago um we decided you know we're going to settle in spain so we bought a house in spain and it was a place that needed doing up mm-hmm. so basically it was quite fairly old i mean some of the stuff was good but there were certain areas certain floors we had to change we knocked down a wall or two and put up some new walls so we did up the house and it took um it took bloody ages i mean <laughs> they said yeah we'll take about a couple of months builders took about six months or more to do everything up um I think it was more than that in the end because certain things just went on and on and on. They yeah, just didn't get course. finished. So we have done up a house here, yeah, in Spain. Okay, so my big question here, yeah. I think I understood something from your answer is 
we often talk on rock and roll English about how I am not a real man because I don't know how to use a hammer or a screwdriver or things like this. What about you, Keith? So if you have to do up a house, are you capable of this? Uh, oh dear. You, you fit my Achilles heel. I'm a bit <laughs> like you. I am, no, I'm rubbish at DIY. Right. Okay. So everything we look at, I say, oh, we'll get the painter in. Oh, we'll yeah. get somebody in to do that. <laughs> my wife's the opposite. She's like, no, we'll have a go. We'll do that. Um, so yeah, I can just about change plugs. Um, <laughs> okay. That's, that's more than me. So that's yeah. And I've, I've learned actually, it was interesting o- over the, the two years when things have not quite worked out or we've had to help out whatever. So I've learned to do, I can do a bit of painting now. I can mm-hmm. change plugs. Um, I can put, sh- I could, I've put a shelf up. I mean, oh, how good is that? I actually that, have put up a shelf. If we were having a real man competition, you would be destroying me at the moment. <laughs> I have never put a shelf up. It's not as hard as you think. And all you okay. need is the motivation. Like really you're desperate for somewhere to put books and, okay. uh, and I, and you, you know where you learn, right? On YouTube. I was about to say that. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Um, I did once put a picture up and that was a great day until my wife said it's not straight and that just kind of destroyed my confidence um, and since then you've never lifted a hammer no and in fact so my example of this is yeah. actually my father-in-law who I feel quite sorry for because we bought a house in Sicily and mm-hmm. basically he spent three to four years doing that place up wow and then we sold it and moved to england <laughs> um, was he annoyed uh he he wasn't because he's he's a great guy well he, he didn't express it to me if he was um i certainly would have been in his shoes but he he's he's a nice person so in fact he would come to our house which was a three-hour drive away come right. to our house so we would work obviously during the week, come to our house at the weekend, spend all day doing some kind of DIY stuff. I was the person like holding his tools. Do you know, like when you have like a six-year-old doing that, <laughs> like, but it's just, I was yes. like 36 at the time and he was right. like, can you pass right. me the hammer? And, but it was great to learn Italian vocabulary for these things. So that is very interesting. You say that I, I learned a whole bunch of Spanish vocabulary, for right. like skirting boards, hammer, nail, that I didn't know before. Um, it is interesting. Yeah. It boosts your vocabulary. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. On to the next one to run out of steam. What does that mean? Keith to run out of steam. I think it means, well, it kind of means that you're tired, that you've got you've been doing something difficult and you run out of steam because you're tired yes um absolutely the chat and uh, mr chat's definition is to lose energy or enthusiasm which i think that's quite interesting to lose enthusiasm to become tired or exhausted especially in the context of physical or mental effort so right. yes Makes sense. What, what about you, Keith? When is a time that you have run out of steam? I run out of steam. I'll tell you at a time that is very clear for me or very vivid is when I was doing my, I was doing a master's degree. Mm. Um, I did it quite late in life <laughs> in 2013. I think I began mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and it was, it was part time. So I was working at the time I was working actually out in China and full-time job and then part-time doing my master's degree 
And I do remember after, I think, the second year, I ran out of steam. I was just, I had no energy because you're there in the evenings when you get home from work. You're kind of sitting down trying to study every mm. evening a couple of hours. It's interesting you said motivation or, en- or energy or enthusiasm. I ran out of physical energy and psychological energy. I was just like, I, want, I wanted to give up and just say, I can't, I can't carry on. Absolutely. I can imagine. But yeah. did you manage to get it done? I did. The, the way round it was I deferred for uh, a, a term. So basically I said to the university, can I take six weeks off? Not six weeks, six months. Okay. Can I miss this term and uh, carry on the term after? Because it just work was so busy. I was just yeah, yeah. demotivated. So I, I thought I just need to take a break. So I took six months, six months off. And actually it worked. There's always a fear you're going to lose contact with it, but it worked. I came back full of energy and and enthusiasm. And I think I was excited about it, which helped me finish it. Yeah. And I did. Yeah, I finished it. Okay, excellent. Well done. Yeah, mm. I actually... What about you? Have yeah, you I've ever had... run out of steam? Uh, very often. <laughs> and especially in this kind of online game that we're in. Right. So teaching, obviously. So yeah. you obviously do lots of YouTube mm. and... So sometimes I'm I've got lots of energy and enthusiasm like I'm contacting people to collaborate I'm making videos making podcasts but then sometimes I just completely run out of steam and then I just think I can't be bothered to do anything because I and I th- I think this happens more now I've got children because and I work for myself because yeah when you've got a normal job you just go there and you, you you know, you're basically told what to do. You know what you should do. When I wake up and I decide mm. what to do, sometimes mm. it's really difficult, especially maybe to make a video for Instagram or YouTube to not only motivate yourself, but to put yourself on camera and pretend that you're enjoying life. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. you have to be enthusiastic, obviously, yeah. when yeah. you do these kind of things. And you don't always feel like it absolutely not so i often find myself running out of steam well what do you do then when you run out of steam i mean you could either go back to bed but what what do you normally do no i kind of a plow through i suppose which is a nice term like i i do something because i've always got things to do um so I, i would always find something i can do but i would obviously choose the like not being on camera version or having to record a podcast, just mm. maybe edit a podcast, for example, right. which yes. is quite a boring job to do. Less um, energy. Yeah, mm. exactly. But so that I would normally go for those or like some admin, like respond to emails kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just avoid anyone having to look at my face, um, which actually brings me to the Mm. next one quite nicely which is to have a face like thunder (laughs) thunder as in like in the storm right yeah okay so we are going to stop the episode there and continue it tomorrow in the members area the rock and roll english family and remember if you would like to become a member of the rock and roll english family where you get more than 1000 extra podcasts weekly online lessons the chance to build a personal relationship with me and most importantly wonderful people from around the world if this sounds good then click on the link in the description to the podcast you are listening to right now 
So just a quick look at some of the main vocabulary, the ones that we shared stories about. So strapped for cash when you don't have any money. Hit and miss to describe something with inconsistent results, sometimes good, sometimes bad. And to do something up, generally a house, sometimes a car. Then to run out of steam. So when you lose enthusiasm for something after usually starting strong, then we move to a face like thunder, which we will discuss in the members area tomorrow. So thanks everyone for listening. Remember to go and check out Keith. All of the links to his stuff will be in the show notes. So you can go to rockandrollenglish.com, find the latest episode, and then you will find all of Keith's links. So thanks again, everyone for listening. I will talk to you all very soon, but in the meantime, just keep on rocking, baby. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.